Hi, I'm Matt Cotty. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, and I specialize in helping people take their lives back from common mental health challenges. I believe we all deserve and can achieve great mental health. And on this podcast, I'm going to share with you practical tools, strategies, and principles that will help you navigate the path to recovery and move towards becoming the best version of yourself. Welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Show. All right. Hello and welcome to this episode where we're going to talk about learning to see OCD as a sleazy salesman. So for those of you that don't know me, my name is Matt Cotty and I'm a licensed clinical social worker and the founder of Restored Minds and um, the creator of the AAA response. So real quick before we dive in, would really appreciate your support um, for the show and um, you know just helping us out by liking and subscribing as well as leaving a comment or review on iTunes. It just helps with the algorithm and helps us get the show out to more people that need it. Um, and so let's go ahead and um, start start the episode off by, by kind of just talking about what I mean by a sleazy salesman. So when we're talking about sle- a sleazy salesman, again, sales is not bad, right? I, I don't ever want to like come off on the idea of thinking that sales is bad. It's not. When you're selling a product that you believe in and that works, sales is a great thing because you're convincing someone to ultimately make an investment to help themselves by investing in a product that will serve them. Nothing wrong with that in any way. But where sales sales become sleazy is when the person knows that they're selling you a false bill of goods with the intention of getting your money and not providing an an equal exchange in return. Okay, so that's that's how we would define that. And so let's go ahead and, 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 you know, there's the whole, um, you know, the whole idea of a charlatan or a snake oil salesman, right? It's like, they'll proclaim that, you know, their product does this, this, and this, and this, and it doesn't, you know, and, and they'll gladly take your money, you know, and, um, and, and obviously that's where it becomes a, a real issue. And, and many of us have encountered things like this, you know, I mean, just this past month, I think I've been called by, you know, quote unquote, the government, Right. And told that I need to send them money, you know, by just some random recording. Right. Or that my social security card has been stolen or that my, you know, like these false promises with the intention of trying to get my money. And so so let's start off there is like the sole purpose of a of a sleazy salesman. They have one goal in mind and that's to get your money. Okay, Can we agree on that? Yeah. You know, it's like their intention is one thing. Get your money. Why do they want your money? Because your money helps them stay alive. Okay. Now, when we parallel that with OCD, right? What is OCD's goal? Is to stay alive, right? That voice in your mind, all the what if thinking, all that stuff. The goal of that that voice that, that you hear is to stay alive. How does it stay alive? Instead of money, it's trying to get you to do compulsions, now, a good sleazy salesman will never tell you that they're trying to get your money. In the same way, OCD is never going to tell you that it wants you to do a compulsion. The best, the best way that a salesman can facilitate getting your money is to get you in the conversation and get you emotional and offer the transaction without you ever really thinking about it. 
So there's certain ways people do this. A lot of people, a lot of salesmen, uh, or sleazy salesmen, I should say, like to use fear, right? So craft some story up or, 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 or get you in some kind of emotional state. So think about the last time you purchased a car, right? Some car dealerships are, are honest and upfront and they'll go, hey, like what's your budget? And then show you cars in that range. Other places, what they'll do is they'll say, hey, come check this out, right? And they'll have you sit in, like, you know, let's say that I was, you know, I, I drive a, you know, pretty basic Honda Civic, right? And if I was going to go buy a new car, right? Because I'm, I'm, I'm at a stage in my life where I'm looking at potentially changing in cars, getting a bigger car for my family and whatnot. When I went to a dealership, they were, the, the guy, right, was like, oh, hey, uh, you know, I told him I was looking for, you know, a bigger car. I was looking for a Toyota 4Runner specifically. So he says, oh, I, I got something for you. Now, what he does is he brings me to the most souped up high-end 4Runner that he could he could find, right, like immediately. And he said, like, come in, come in, just sit in it, just sit in it. Why is he doing that? Does he really, is it really benefiting me to buy the nicest, most upgraded forerunner that there is? No, no. It benefits him and he gets a better commission check if, if the car is more money, right? But what he wants to do is he wants me to sit in it and feel how, you know, all the upgraded features, right? You know, the leather seats, the heated seats, right? The, you know, all, all the bells and whistles. And when I feel that way, what will happen is, is my mind what, what, what this is, this is what most people don't realize about sales is most people buy with emotion. Or they, they buy, they, they buy because of emotion and they justify it with their logic, but they convince themselves that they're being logical when buying this. So when someone goes to a sale and they see that there's this jacket they want and it's 50% off because they just put a 50% off sign on it and they up the price double. So it's actually the exact same price. They buy it because they want the jacket, but then they justify, well, I got a really good deal on it, right? When really it's not actually true. Same thing goes on, but, but these, these ideas are what sleazy salesmen prey on, right? They want you to get emotional. So they might make you feel really good or they might make you feel bad. Hey, this is the only one we have left and we don't think we're going to get one for you know at least six months, so that fear and scarcity makes you want to make a decision right now. And when you make an emotional decision, you, you outsource your logic. You're not really being logical. This is where OCD prays is OCD comes in and says all these what if thoughts. What if this? What if this? What if this? What if this? The goal of the what if thought is to get you emotional so that then you do a compulsion without realizing it. Oftentimes those mental compulsions. Because because again, the same way with the with the salesman, the salesman does not want you th to think about giving them money. They don't even want to talk price. They just want to get you in that emotional state. Right. And then when it's time, you know, very quickly, very subtly talk about money. But it's like the last thing they ever want to focus on. Same thing with OCD. OCD is never going to say Hey, you know, do this compulsion, do this compulsion, do this compulsion. Just like a salesman's never going to say, give me money, give me money, give me money. Right? It's just not going to happen. 
what they're going to do is craft a story to get you emotional. Then when in a state of emotion, what you're, what you're trying to do is actually do something to alleviate the emotion you're experiencing. It's just, as, I mean, another good example is the people that stand out in front of stores and try to get you to sign stuff or donate to stuff that you don't want to. Their job is to make you feel uncomfortable. And then when you donate or when you buy or do a compulsion, why your reason you're doing that is actually to get rid of your own internal feeling, right? And you, and they convince you that you're giving the transaction, <coughs> excuse me. They convince you that you're giving the transaction to a good cause or whatever. And it's like, you know, it's not, it's not true, right? The whole point of the, of the OCD is to get you to do a compulsion without you realizing it. And even by the time you're about to realize you're doing a compulsion, you justify doing it because you're just too uncomfortable at that point. Or, you know, it's only one or whatever. And again, that's how the wheel goes. The way that you break the OCD wheel is by not engaging in behaviors, not doing any compulsions. That wheel cannot live. OCD cannot live without compulsions. That's what most people, you know, I, I don't know why that's not talked about more. That if you don't do compulsions, you can't have OCD. It's impossible. Like that, like per the definition and diagnostics criteria, you can't have OCD if you don't do compulsions. And you have the choice to engage in compulsions or not. Like most people think they're just like stuck with this forever. It's like, no, if you don't do compulsions, you cannot have this. doesn't mean you might not have thoughts you don't like or you know, sensations in the body that are uncomfortable. That's not OCD. OCD is the wheel that you get stuck in. And you can't get stuck in that wheel if you're not engaging in compulsions. So when we're talking about seeing OCD as a salesman, understand that OCD has its own self-interest in, in, at, at its first, it, like the, the OCD wants to convince you that it's helping you but it always has its own self-interest first, just like a sleazy salesman. The sleazy, sleazy salesman only wants money to stay alive. It does not care about you. Just in the same way, the OCD only wants you to do compulsion so it can stay alive, right? It doesn't care about your well-being. It's not really trying to keep you safe. It, it projects that by saying all the what-if thoughts and trying to get you to, to worry about certain things to then get you to do a compulsion. So when you understand it like this, and you really understand that it's a sleazy salesman, you understand that it never has your best interest at heart, ever. OCD never has your best interest at heart. It has its best interest, right? Like that, that voice in the mind, the ego, it wants to stay alive. That's all. So, so if it can get you to worry putting out these what if thoughts, intrusive thoughts, whatever it is to get you emotional, to get you to do a behavior, that's the trap. So the answer to, well, what do you do is, well, it's the same way. It's the same exact way what you would do if you were dealing with a salesman that you didn't want to. You don't want to go and get to a point where you're in a pressure sales situation where you're so uncomfortable that you make an emotional decision. The best way to avoid a sleazy salesman is to not get in the conversation ahead of time, not get in the conversation right away. And then more importantly, if you get in the conversation to reel yourself out as quick as you can, right? And, and, that, and that's the same thing that OCD is going to do. OCD is always going to try to get you in the conversation, get you emotional, drive you to do a behavior because, and, and convince you that somehow that behavior serves you. Just in the same way that the salesman is going to try to convince you that buying this bogus product 
is somehow going to serve you when really all it does is serve them. And when you understand that, just like, you know, when you're walking to the store and the person's like, oh, you know, do you want to donate to the Greenpeace and save, save the world and this, this and that? No offense to people involved with Greenpeace, but it's like, you know, I, I don't even get in the conversation because, you know, transparently, like I, I, it's just not, it's not a cause that I'm feeling called to support, but I know that if I get in the conversation that all of a sudden there's scripts and there's things that are going to be said to try to get me in an emotional state. So if I am, if I'm in an emotional state, then I'm going to do what that person is wants me to do. And it's a manipulation. Same thing with timeshare, you know, sales, anyone who's ever been in a timeshare presentation, all they, all they ask you to commit to is just a conversation, a presentation. And then from there, it's high pressure. It, it's, it's make you uncomfortable to the point where you say yes. Generally speaking, of course, that's how OCD works. When you understand that, when you remember that, the next time you feel uncomfortable, just understand, oh, I got, I got in the conversation with the salesman. 100% I cannot buy. That is your only objective. Don't buy. Don't give the salesman money. Don't give the OCD a compulsion. If you understand that one concept, you can win this battle. And when we're talking about OCD, we're talking about anxiety as a whole, right? Any of the fear-based thinking. You have to understand it differently. You can't take what the salesman says at face value, just the same way you can't take what the OCD says at face value. If you do, you're screwed because it doesn't operate in logic. It doesn't operate in truth. It operates to cajole, to coerce, to lie, to deceive, to get what it wants. It will say whatever it needs to, to get what it wants. Just like the Wolf of Wall Street kind of stuff where the person's just lying through their teeth to take, to take people's money. Yeah, there's people that operate in the world like that, unfortunately. Your job is to be aware when that's happening and to not be a victim of it, to not fall prey to it. So number one, you commit to never giving them your money. As awkward and as weird and as terrible you may as you may feel inside, good, that's fine. That's just a feeling. You still don't have to do it. Number, number two... The best way to do that, though, is to never get in the conversation ahead of time. And that's why, you know, we teach the AAA response at Restored Minds. That's why I'm such a promoter of it. That's why I believe in it so much. In fact, um, you know, the book has actually just been finalized. And so we're going to be getting it up on the site um, probably in the next two weeks or so. So you should definitely check that out because it's a great way to get introduced to this process. Um, and then we also have our, you know, our ways that we help guide you implementing that in your life with our taking back control program, um, you know, where we go in, in depth in it for 12 weeks and, uh, talk about beliefs and all that other stuff. So, um, but I wanted to share this concept today because I was talking about it on a group call with, uh, with the community the other day. And it was, it was this concept that was received well, because how you understand this problem is going to determine what you do. And what you do is going to determine your results. If you understand, if you think that what the OCD is saying and taking it at face value and taking it as factual, if you, if you think what the salesman's saying is factual and you're never even considering the idea you could be being deceived right now, you're going to fall prey to this. 
when your mind starts talking, you have to assume dishonesty. You have to assume it's wrong. You have to assume it's OCD right away. Because if you don't, you're going to bite. You're going to get in the conversation. The deeper you go in the conversation, the more likely you are to buy. If you buy, that thing's going to stay alive and it's going to keep trying to get you to give it money. As long as you, as long, and as long as you're going to give it money, it's going to stay alive. Some of you, the reason the OCD has been going as long as it has is simply because you keep buying. I mean, think about a sale. Think about it from a sleazy salesman's perspective. If they don't care about being honest and they don't care about you, they'll take your money every day of the week and not care what it does to you. That's what you're up against. That's how serious this is. And, and if you see it like that, then you can start implementing the discipline of making sure you don't get taken advantage of. And then you've got to understand, though, you can starve the salesman to death. That's the good news. You don't buy, the salesman doesn't get money, salesman can't eat. You don't give OCD compulsions, OCD can't live, that, that, cir that circle, that wheel dissolves. That's the important thing that I want you to understand. It's so important that you understand that. So I hope this was helpful. Again, I have some resources down in the notes to get you started. Um, we have a two-day workshop. And like I said, the book's going to be coming out. Um, yeah, sorry, I'm getting over a cold a bit. Um, so yeah, my voice is a little, little off today. But um, hope this was helpful. And um, yeah, really excited to be getting that book out. Um, you know, it's been something we've been working on for a while. So pretty pumped about it. And, uh, and I'll let you guys know um, when, it's, when it's officially up in an episode as well. So with that said, um, hope you guys have a great week as always. And then, um, you know, we're going to be starting some new series here. Probably going to keep it pretty mellow for the rest of December. But then really, um, you know, open up January with some, with some just, you know, very intentional series to, uh, to really help you guys and to really, um, you know, bring you things that are going to help you break out of this wheel. So remember this concept, cause it was one of the most uh, imp important things on my own journey that really helped me break the wheel. So with that said, have a great week and I look forward to seeing you guys on the next episode. Hi there, Matt Cotty here. And thank you for taking the time to hang out today. Now, real quick, if you are currently struggling and you're looking for help, please head over to restoredminds.com because we have different programs available to help you. And the good news is, is that for the most part, you can get started right away. And if you found this episode helpful, then we would really appreciate if you would take the time to leave us a review on iTunes as it would really help our show. You can also send us ideas for topics of future episodes that you would like us to cover at support at restoredminds.com. Thanks again for listening, and I look forward to connecting with you on the next episode.